Life is messy, and trying to do it alone is gross. We are friends, coworkers, moms, driven dreamers who are in this with you, and we want to surface all the messiest parts and talk about them. Hopefully together, we can figure out how to navigate this shit. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine. I, I think it's funny. So what you didn't hear was Holly and I trying to decide what do we call this next episode. What the hell do we call this thing? And I think we're going to go really simple and just call it like how to navigate being a woman in the corporate environment. Mm -hmm. And like some tips and tricks that we've learned along the way or we remind each other along the way because you know we all have good days and bad days. Yeah and some really tangible the the goal was how, how do we bring really tangible advice right. to say you know because there's a there's a lot out there you could consume that feels very general but right. what we're going to talk about today is like really really tangible things that either we do or situations we've been in and how we handled them or how we wish we had handled them right is also fair yep. i think um and so we'll just see where this conversation goes yeah <laughs> we don't even really have an outline we like have, normally you know it's funny. So at, at our company, we do have, you know, women's groups. Holly leads one of them here in Dallas. We've got um, a focused one for women in technology. But, I mean, really, a lot of the issues just boil down to, I mean, there is still some difference in the workplace, although I do think it's a thousand times better than it, it you know, was when, when our moms were in, yep. in the, the workforce at our age. But there are some things that, you know, if we get some common language or – you know, some visibility to things that we can keep improving for our girls. Yep, 100%. So where should we start? Should we start with things like these are just like day-to-day shit I realized I do. Right. Um, probably because I'm a woman and like not in a bad way, but just right because of reality. And when we were just talking about before we hit record was – because Jackie and I both do this, is editing our emails. Yep. Um, to, like, this, it's almost like an obsession with how many exclamation points do I have in here and is it too many? And, like, should I put in a small emoji? I probably shouldn't. So, like, I'm pretty sure I way overthink my communications. Oh, but for sure. one tip that I heard that I felt like was really good is to match the communication style of whoever is sending it is oh. one take, which I don't yeah. think I told you about that, but I heard that recently. And I was like, that's really interesting to like mimic. Yep. So if somebody has sent you something that is a little more straightforward, yep. a little, you know, just not, not a ton of, well, let's be real. You can't pull a lot of emotion into an email anyway, which is I think why we struggle so much with it because you, you want to have emotion behind it. <laughs> Lots of ex- <laughs> Lots of all caps. You scream via the email. I do not all caps. <laughs> um, but we want to have emotion, but like you, it's not really a good right. medium to do that. Right. So it's always it's kind of weird in that respect, anyway. But a tip I heard was if the if the person is has written to you and like it's just a simple you know thanks with a comma and not a lot of emotion to like mimic that back to them. Whereas right. if somebody responds like sends me a hey Holly exclamation point like right. hope all's well da, 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 then my response will probably have be more similar in tone right. just as a way to right. m- meet them maybe how they're communicating. 
The only argument I have is the people that like to send the novel, the TLDR. Oh my god, cannot stand. I oh my god. Which, I by the way, if you don't know what TLDR is, welcome. It is too long, didn't read, and it is story of my life. God, when I open those emails, I'm like, I can't. I can't. Can we please just bullet and get to the point and move on? I think um, there is some. Uh, I want to say it's like a Google add-on or something that you can add that is for women, and and the idea is. Women tend to back down a little bit in their email. They'll say things like, I was just, just as a big one, I was just checking in, I was just circling back, I just wanted to see, I was just thinking. You don't need the word just. Yeah. You, you don't need that word. Or um, instead of saying, there's a lot of, I actually just saw a, a Pinterest uh, whole board on this the other day of, ways in which to go about saying it in a different way. So, in, you know, if you missed something or missed a deadline or hadn't gotten back to somebody, you, we always end up saying, sorry, you know, da, da, da. It could be the other way around. Thank you for your patience. Yes, thank you for your patience. Thanks I've been trying to do that. that. Yeah. Like, you, uh, re- reserving, there are, there are times when you really, it is appropriate to say sorry or apologies, but most of the time, uh, a thank you for your patience yep. is much more actually appropriate and... Yeah. Puts in a better light. Um, and then I, I, the, the just, the also the, I just wanted to like really going back through because I will type like I write and then I'll go back through and take out all of those words. Right. Because yeah. you don't need all those words. Yeah. You were simply trying to get your point across. You don't need, I was just hoping that maybe possibly, yeah. ew, like, no. No, gross. Just no. state, state, state it. Yeah, you earned your seat at the table. Say what you're trying to say. Yeah. I also, I will say this. I give some shout out to my freshman high school English class where we had to read Strunk and White, which always stuck with me because the whole premise of that book was less is more. Pull out the extra words and you will actually be communicating so much better. So I, I one of the ones that hits me hard as well, I mean, maybe because I've been told this a lot, there is an absolute difference between aggressive and assertive. Mm. Holly mm-hmm. and I took a class on this a couple of years ago, and I think the definition she uses is brilliant because it can become shared language in a company or in any situation for that matter. An assertive person, male or female, an assertive person is speaking up on behalf of what is good for the group. Whatever that thing that you were discussing, here's their opinion. An aggressive person is speaking up only on their own behalf. What is good for them? And I think that we continue to this day in 2021 to label women sometimes as aggressive when really they were being assertive. Right. But people weren't ready for that. Right. And so I think the more we can use that common definition, the more we can then come back around. So if, you know, somebody... Women will say this about women. Men will say this about men. Like, if you have a common language, you can then go, well, you know, was Sally saying that because that actually is the right thing for the entire group? Or was she just trying to get ahead? Right. Right. And if you can have a debate about that and everyone can agree, now we really understand assertive versus aggressive. The the difficult thing in all of this is having to check that bias, though, that everybody is going to, you know have yes um and to your point it's like a cultural thing yes which is hard to undo but i like the the idea of like if we can just all start 
using these words um, in the same way, no matter the gender, right? Then it can have more more meaning and more power. And then, and part of that too is the when you see something, say something. Like yes, which we so speaking of, I uh, so a couple years ago, I got pre-COVID time. Yep. Um, had gone, uh, f- was traveling for a business meeting with a potential vendor and get into the room and from from our side there were it's pretty split half and half like I think three three women three men maybe maybe only two guys um vendor walks in with their crew to present and it is all white guys all all men and the thing is looking out on their floor actually saw a lot of diversity there were a bunch of people out there and then what they brought into the room was um very homogenous and so i actually did decide to say something to them after the meeting and it was i was actually impressed with how well it was received which was they gave me a thank you for pointing it out and that they do need to be more mindful so i think you know sometimes we think oh what are they going to think about me if I point this out? You know, am I, do I become like the angry feminist woman? You know, like, no, I think that the more we can do it and do it in a diplomatic way, because I wasn't angry about it. I was more just saying, hey, it might do you good to think about right. having more representation around your room. Because I did notice that on your floor, you did have some nice diversity could you really not bring anybody into the room that, right. you know? And so just making people stop and think because they didn't even think about it. it didn't even dawn on them that it, or that it might be perceived that way. Right. Um, so I would, I, I also just encourage people to don't be afraid to say something. If you say it in the right way. Right. And to your point, in an assertive way and not in an aggressive way. Right. Because it was very much like, do you, have y'all even considered this? Right. And that... You know, this can this feedback can help you in Absolutely. your future situation so that you don't have a potential client sitting there being like, where, where are my girls at? Yeah. Some, can, I get some, can I get some color up in here? Because there's nothing. It's anything. like any type of diversity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the see something, say something is huge. Um, I, I have had many instances. And first of all, I can't keep my mouth closed even if I wanted to. But I do have the RBG quote that I look at, and sometimes I have to tell myself this too. This has happened to me even recently. Speak your mind even if your voice shakes. And you can do it, like Holly said, in a, in a respectful way. But, you know, there's times where I've been in talent review sessions where, again, it's that unconscious bias where people, I, I didn't even know I was new to the team, so I didn't know any of the people they were talking about. They could have said person A, B, C. Didn't matter to me. I didn't know. But I just kind of was listening, and there was a lot of conversation of, you know, this this female coworker seemed aggressive or wasn't quite ready for the next thing because she hasn't had X, Y, and Z experience. But when they would talk about the male, you know, team members, they, well, he's very assertive, and while he hasn't had that expertise, we're going to give him that opportunity. Mm. And, again, I probably should not have spoken up because I was very new to the team and what the hell did I know? I just happened to point it out. I said, I don't know these people. All these things could be absolutely correct. 
but did you guys realize that this is what you were saying? And by the way, this was a room of completely mixed room of male and female and diversity and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was almost like that unconscious bias and me saying it started a conversation to where they were like, actually, you're right. You know, maybe it was this person. No, that really, they do need, you know, X, Y, and Z training. But, the, you know, we do need to rethink about this. Yeah. And so sometimes it's a matter of just bringing it up. Just holding up a mirror. Yeah. Like, hi, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think even, you know, we spend a lot of time as women too. I will I will check our own bias of yes. trying to pull each other up. We also need to make sure we are looking at our male colleagues and our male, you know, in the same, mm-hmm. like if we are talking equity, that means across the board. So yep. um, I think that that it's a, there's a lot of layers there, especially when you're in a leadership role, to make sure, yes, we need to be pulling each other up. We need to be looking for diversity. But it also should not be to the detriment. Right. You know, we need to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. I think here's a real tactical one that I hear a lot from people hey, I'm the only woman on the team, or there's only a few women on the team, but every time we have a meeting, I'm asked to plan the social event, take the notes. Mm-hmm. And while sometimes people will be excited about that, like I was recognized as this is something I, I do well, and so I, I want to do that. And if that makes you feel great, then do it by all means. But if it makes you feel uncomfortable, like I'm happy to do it this time, but like I can't, why am I the only person who can take notes? The way you can the way you can suggest you know a different option is to say some this a friend of ours told me this bring it up and say hey you know what might be really helpful is why don't we rotate mm-hmm. like who plans things or who takes the notes or who does the you know action items whatever it is so now you're not saying what is it just because i'm a woman you know right again aggressive versus <laughs> assertive right you can say it is actually good for the whole team if we rotate through these things so I think those are, you know, some of the, the, the things I would point out. There's another good one um, that has, has come up a lot, and not just because I am a total fangirl for Brene Brown, um, and she has done a lot of research and has written books on this um, around vulnerability. Yep. But at the core of that is this outdated notion that as a leader, you should not show emotion you should not be um, emotional Mm -hmm. and she has a lot of research and data to say the otherwise that at the foundation of trust and building trust builds a solid team but the core of that is the ability of a leader to show vulnerability and I think that that's a place where as female leaders we actually often have an upper hand because we we just tend to be sometimes to um, have more empathy, right. to be more comfortable in that space, which yep. again, there's a lot of times little boys growing up are told like, don't cry, rub some dirt in it, don't show your emotions. But they have them. Which is not healthy because no. they have them. So P.S., we need to work on that too. But, but you know, as women being a little more comfortable with their emotions, yep. um, that that's a space we can really own. And so stepping in to realize that's an asset, not a liability to your leadership. Yeah, so I'll tell you how that's manifested for me. Like, I'm a lot. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm a lot. 
Um, and it, when I was younger in my career, I heard, I've heard this a lot from people, right? I got told, you need to be like a duck. You're smooth on the surface and paddling underneath. And I really was angry that people kept telling <laughs> Sorry, me. I've never heard that saying before. Oh. It's really funny. Yeah, I got told that. Or, <laughs> like it know, sounds miserable. You need to, you know, be stoic all the time to be a leader. You've got to be calm. Mm. What I have figured out is I probably need to cool my jets. Like, let's be clear. Like, I might have flown off the handle for sure. Again, I'm a lot. What I started to realize is it is okay to be upset and to show that you're upset, but you have to do it in a way that you're like with the team. Yes. Because that also sucks when the team is upset about something and you're like, no, it's fine. Now everybody's is like, it is not fine. It's and not fine. Yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> you can, hey, that is disappointing. Ooh, that is frustrating. Like, and there's a way in which you can talk about your feeling, but then also help flip the script on what are we going to do? Right. How can we do something different? How can we move forward? Whatever it is. But I had a friend tell me, like, because I really struggle with this. Like, I've, I've gone one extreme to the other. And she said, but it would not be you if you didn't go, dude, I'm pissed and that sucks. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you didn't, your team would be like, mm-mm, what's happening? Right. Something's wrong. She's like, so say, I'm mad. That sucked. I don't love that. Okay, what are we going to do about it? Right. Right. And I think the um, the whole pandemic situation was, I think, probably for a lot of people a crash course in that because I think most people could not could not not hide their emotions. Right. Did I say that right? Yeah. Double negatives. But you know, you you went through this hard thing, and it was like, all right, well, we gotta we have we have to rally and get through this. We have got to functionally figure some things out. Um. And that's across the board, like whether you were working or you were home and your kids were there. And but there were such big emotions that yeah. I think you kind of had to like mm-hmm. emote together yeah. <laughs> because you're like people broke. Right. But I think in a lot of ways it strengthened some of those those yes. relationships and those bonds. And there are teams that came out a lot stronger or families that came out yeah. stronger because of that. They yeah. understood how to na- how to navigate those feelings i think you know i was impressed at seeing a lot of our senior leaders be real vulnerable and authentic and like you could hear their voice crack or you could Mm -hmm. see the emotion in their face or how tired they were from like having to have these conversations like because they felt emotional for the people right like they hated the decisions they were having to make or whatever the the situation they were in at home or whatever the the case may be so I was pretty impressed. And that was male and female all the way across the board, all yes. universities. You saw it at every level. Right. And people gave each other space and grace. Yes. Because and the so, humanity. And yeah. I don't want us to, like, lose that as we, well, let's say recovery, but it doesn't really yeah. feel like we're back. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks, Delta. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Or there's a lambda coming behind it. Oh, I got all the Greek alphabet coming at us. I will say one of the things, and again, I, this is me. I couldn't do it if I... I couldn't not do it if I tried. Keep RBG in your mind. Speak your mind even if your voice shakes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things Holly and I also learned at in a, a class is context before content. Meaning, explain why why you're saying the thing you're saying. right? So you kind of lead into it of, hey, I have been in this situation before. Here's what we did. right? So if you don't feel confident in that, at whatever table you're at, at whatever conversation you're in, but you've got great information, don't hide that. And if you need to 
give a little context before you speak so it, it helps you to get that out there, then, then do that. Do you not remember that class? She's staring at me blankly. No, I do. I, I bossed up. It was bossed up. You remember so much more of it than I do, which I'm a little disturbed about now in my mind. <laughs> I really, if you like, haven't seen Bossed Up, you should check her out. Yes. She she's, has some great content out there. But it really, those are the things that really stuck with me because. I've well, forgotten about that one, but it is, it is good. Context yeah, because sometimes content. it's hard to speak up in a, in a room. I mean, I'm loud, but you're at the table for a reason. Be at the table. They want to hear what you have to say. If you want to kind of ease into it a little bit, give some context. Right. So the reason I also, that I, not also, but that I actually got sidetracked was that in our, because we do have a few notes in here. And one that I think we should address, but I was trying to read, like, what do you actually do? So say you are, um, when you're sharing ideas, Mm -hmm. you're getting overrun by, by male colleagues. I think this could be like by any colleagues. So you're in a situation where you're trying to have a voice but you, you can tell your voice is not being heard. Yep. What do you do? So I'm going to take it from the other side first. Okay. So as someone either in the room or as the leader of whoever is running this meeting, watch for that. So in a brainstorm, you want to actively watch for that and make sure, well, hang on a second, Bobby Joe. I want to hear what Holly has to say. She seemed to, she seemed to have something as well. Let's, let's see what she's like. You need to kind of look out for each other and make sure that if someone's trying to say something, somebody stops and says, right. hey, let, let's make sure we heard from everybody. And likewise, if someone's being super quiet, that you yep. invite them into the, com- don't call them out, but right. invite them into the conversation right. just to make sure they know that there's also space for them to speak. If right. But go on. I mean, if it's you, right? <laughs> I, I can get real loud, so I don't tend to have this problem but I don't want to do that either but I there's always a natural like let me jump in on that hey let me piggyback off of what Holly was saying right, right? there is a way to kind of hook your <laughs> hook your statement into what somebody else was saying but um, it can be challenging I think it's upon everyone to, in the room to make sure they're not running over each other yeah and it is hard I've been on calls before myself where there's a lot of strong opinions on things and it it actually depends on what mood I'm in that day I think as to like how far do I do I try to assert my voice versus like there are some days where I'll be honest I'm like I'm just again I just shut down send send a follow-up like that's the other option she can send a follow-up yes so sometimes if I just don't feel like it if there is not an ally amongst that is is recognizing that the maybe that's happening um, that is another way to, to go about it. If I just am feeling, if it's like Friday afternoon and I'm just done, um, then I might just send it in the follow-up and that way it's just in writing, whatever I also wanted to be, get across. Be aware of yourself. Are you just trying to say something so you have points on the board and you heard your voice out there? <laughs> or do you actually it's have fair. something different to say? Right. Like also check your, cause some, I've done that young in my career too. Like yeah. I just want to make sure I said something in the meeting. Yeah. I, that's okay. So that's a good point. We should stop. Cause when I was younger in my career too if I had to see the table I felt like I needed to say something I now understand it's it can be far more powerful and you can have far more influence if you aren't just yep 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 and you wait until you do have something that is of value to contribute totally agree 
um, because I tend to be a little more like that in meetings where I'll kind of sit back and like listen and then when I'm ready and I do have something to say I will say it I don't just speak for speaking sake anymore yeah here's another quick one okay I also had to learn this earlier in my career you're talking to your boss a manager whatever it is and you get a status of something but it seems a little off but they don't know what to do with it (laughs) and so a lot of times people will just pick it up like well I'll oh, it seems things aren't going well. Let me help. Let me jump in. But you didn't want that. But if you weren't clear about that, you can't be mad at them. Because I've heard people say, well, my boss keeps jumping in. And I said, well, were you clear that it was just an inform and you've got this? Well, no. So I have gotten very clear. I'm going to tell you something. I do not need your help yet. It is an inform in case it comes your way. This is how I'm, this is what happened. This is what I'm doing. When I need your help, I'll let you know. Or I have tried X, Y, and Z. This is not going well. I need your help. So I think you've got to sometimes be clear with people. Yes. And to do your thing and flip it around as a leader, when my people are telling me things, I will often ask, actually almost always ask, if they're telling me something, okay, do you, if they're bringing me an obstacle or an issue, do you need me to step in yet? Or do do you have it handled and you'll just let me know? And nine times out of 10, it's a, I'm going to let you know. I just wanted you to be aware. Cool. Like, yeah, we good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it can go the other way too. Not just assuming that because someone is bringing you an issue that they need you to put on your cape and help. Like, right. It may just be they need you to know that it's happening. Well, on the flip to that, like, don't think that your boss is always taking over things. You just may not have been clear and they were trying to be helpful. Yeah. Yes. All right. So here's a wrap up. We've talked about. (laughs) We went all over the place. (laughs) I think I remember. We've talked about make sure when you're thinking through your emails, we don't need these words like go out to Pinterest and search. There's all sorts of stuff on this. Like how to edit, how to edit, how to take just out, how to, you know, say thank you instead of sorry, all of those things. I think if we can come to some common language in the workplace, that's helpful. Then you understand things like aggressive versus assertive or mm-hmm. making sure all voices are heard in, in meetings and, and that sort of thing. Let's see. Making sure, like, if you feel uncomfortable because you keep getting singled out for a certain task, suggest that you share that task with, you know, the entire group. Um, vulnerability is okay. Vulnerability is okay and actually is fabulous and an asset. Yeah. Vulnerability is needed, necessary with that. Yeah. Um, and be clear about your communication. Like, do you need help? Do you not need help? Right. Flip it around on a- on uh, Holly's side. Do, you, do your people need help? And or... if you're in a meeting setting, looking for those who may be either looking for an entrance or keep getting shut down. So yes. that's good. That's some ground in, in a half hour. For like a thing we didn't really know where this was going to go. <laughs> many... These are just questions we talk to each other about and get asked a lot about. So. Yeah. Like we should start. We should talk about this. Um, okay. So as always, be sure to follow us wherever you're listening to us. Hit a, hit a follow. Hit a subscribe. Yes, please. Um, if you want to leave kind words in the reviews, we also like that. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.